Well, good morning, Westridge. I'm Lance Hurley. It's great to be back here with you today. I love this church and the opportunity to connect with God each week is just uh, it's a marvelous thing. So today we begin a series called Summer Trail Mix, and I want to thank Michael for giving me the title of that. So thank you, brother. I do appreciate that, too, uh, because I'm not very creative at times. So, but there are good creative people around me. That's, that's a wonderful thing. Now, if you've ever been on a hike, if you've ever been out hunting, whatever it is, I, I often pack something in my bag that looks something like this. It's trail mix. It gives you a little boost of energy when you need it, when you're hiking, kayaking, whatever you may be doing out in the, out in the summer heat. There's all kinds of different trail mixes. There's healthy trail mix, and then there's the kind of trail mix that I appreciate. This one has a lot of different colors in it. Guess what the colors are? Oh, exactly. Chocolate just has... Oh, yeah. Anyway, I'll get going a little faster now. Okay, that's a good thing. Energy. Sometimes we need energy, and those little nuggets that we get just help provide that for us when we need a boost. So, earlier this year, during my morning Bible reading times, I was, I was going through the different passages in the Word, and you know, there were just little nuggets I would pick out, and I'd write that in the back of my journal. And I'd think to myself, that'd be a great topic for a message sometime. And so when you have a bunch of different topics, you pour them all together, you get summer trail mix. So that's what we're going to do today. You get the journey inside my head, which is a very scary place. And we're going to talk about a couple of different Bible passages through this month of July. Myself, Danielle, will be doing a week also in July. And we're going to be talking about these different nuggets and gems of spiritual truth that I think will help provide a boost of energy along the journey of, of life that we're all on. Okay? And it's important we carry these teachings with us because they will pop up at exactly the right time when we need them. Exactly like the one we're going to look at today, which is pivotal to so many parts of our, our followers as we journey following Jesus. Now, it's also important to have these verses, these gems in our heads and hearts, because they help recalibrate us at times. We all need that. We all need that at different times. Let me tell you a story. A couple weeks ago, we had our grandchildren for the weekend. Garrett is six. Michaela is three. We went to Brookfield Zoo, and while we were there, we went to the new arachnid exhibit. After exiting the exhibit, which has all the spiders and scorpions you can imagine, we walked outside, and there is a people-sized maze that you can go through. So Darla took the kids on ahead. I was taking a couple of pictures. I was about 20 steps behind, and when I entered the maze, here's what I heard. Garrett! Garrett! Where are you? Michaela! Michaela! Just like that. And so I walked to where I heard the voice, which is the voice of my lovely wife, and, uh, and she looked at me and said, I've lost both of them. When I entered the maze, they started running. I was very encouraging at that moment in time. I looked at her and said, you had one job to do, honey. Come on. Well, I said, don't worry. We'll find them. We'll find them. I said, you go that way. I'll go this way. And so sure enough, it wasn't long before Michaela came running toward me and I scooped her up. She's only 26 pounds, so it wasn't hard to do. I just scooped her up. Garrett came by a little later on with his mom, with his grandmother, and she grabbed him there. And then she stood there. And she recalibrated those two. And you know how she did it? She gave a good, stern, grandmotherly talking to. Say, listen, when we go into something like this, you stay with grandma. Now, grandpa was laughing. <laughs> I'm just that kind of grandpa. Anyway, we, she recalibrated them. We went through the maze together. We had a lot of fun. It was good. It was good. Now, here's what we're going to look at today. 
This little passage of Scripture, this little gem that Jesus spoke during the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, is one of those that just causes me to say, wow, I, I, I need to do that more. Now, here's what it is. Matthew seven twelve. Jesus said this. In everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. This is known as the golden rule. And uh, it is a true recalibrating verse. Because Jesus talks about how we can live differently than everybody else does. And what it means to shine. Now, I want to start with the end of the verse, though. Now, I have, a, I have a gr- several groupings of items here. Now, there is a word that describes these groupings. Look at this one here. So give me the word that describes those. What is it? Okay, fruit. Right. Okay, perfect. Okay, next one. Okay, what kind of football teams? Professional football teams. The Bears, well, anyway, the professional football teams. Okay. All right, last one. <laughs> Some of was your first service, weren't they? Okay. Yeah, those are, what kind, what kind are they? Starbucks coffee blends. Now, so every one of these things is individuals, right? But they make up a whole. A whole, a one-word descriptor that is a whole. Now, here's what Jesus says. This verse here, this one little verse, this action caused by the verse, wraps up all the law, all the prophets. So everything in the Old Testament at this point in time, Jesus said, this covers them all. You want to know how to put into practice the law and the prophets? Here's what you do. In everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. It wraps it all up. That's all up. So, this statement will impact our lives. In fact, it impacts every relational aspect of our lives that we have. Whether it be with our spouse, in our household, in our neighborhood, among our friends, family members, work relationships. It impacts those that we are most intimately involved with and those we encounter just for uh, every now and then as we walk along through the journey of life. Living these words of Jesus impacts others, but it also impacts ourselves. See, the golden rule will change our lives when we practice it. And realize there, there is a key to putting it into practice. Now here, you're going to get a little piece of advice and a message you usually don't get. Today, I want you just to think about yourself. You ever thought you hear that in church? Okay, well, here you go. Here you go. Today, I just want you to think about ourselves, yourselves because there is a key to the golden rule. There's a, there's a measuring instrument used to put the golden rule into practice. The measuring instrument, well, let's, before we go to that, let me show you. We measure things all the time, don't we? Okay. What do you call that? A measuring cup, right? Okay. We use it to measure volume. Okay. All right. I have my, uh, I, I have this in my office. Okay. What do you use to, me- what do you use to measure with a thermometer? What does it measure? Temperature. Okay. Say that, that, it's all about temperature right now, isn't it? Okay. Okay. All right. How about... Okay, we measure time, right? So when I get about uh, 15 minutes from now, you're going to say, okay, that's enough. Right? Okay, so time. Time. We measure time. And last but not least, we measure distance. Right? Okay? Length, distance, whatever you want to say. This, this measures certain things. Okay? Now, there is a measuring device to the golden rule. And you know what the measuring device is? It's me. It's you. 
And that's why I said, I just want you to think about yourself today. Because here's what Jesus says. In everything do to others what you would have them do to you. Now, I'm pretty good at determining what's best for me, right? I mean, I know what I like, I know what I don't like. I know what makes me feel good, I know what makes me feel not good. Now, let me ask you, when you go to Walmart, which line do you look for when you get to the front of the store? Which one? Why? Why do you look for the shortest? Well, if you're anything like me, you want to cut that Walmart experience as short as you can, right? Right? I mean, it's just the way it is. We want what's most convenient for us. Okay? Think about it. When you get hungry, what do you do? You eat, right? If you're too hot, what do you do? You get to water, you get to air conditioning. I mean, it's just the way it works. The way it works. We know what's best for us. That's why I love what Jesus' statement is here, because the measuring device he uses for how do we practice this it's all related to me. I am the filter that I measure my practice of this by. Now, I don't think I'm too different when I say I, I want to be loved by people. I want to be appreciated and acknowledged. I want to be included and treated well. I know what I like best. And what Jesus is saying here, hey, what you like and what you want is what you need to extend to others. So I'm the filter. If I don't like, like feeling all alone, when I see somebody who's lonely, I need to reach out to them. I did a funeral of a, of a, of a wife of a guy about uh, two and a half months ago. Since that point in time, uh, he's not a follower of Jesus yet, but since that point in time, we've had lunch a couple times together. But I just felt a connection to him. But I'm not going to make the, uh, the, the extension right now. Because I want him to know he's not alone. If, if I don't like to be treated poorly, and, and nobody likes to be treated poorly, and we see it all the time, then I need to extend the right kind of treatment to people. So it's a very simple measuring device on this. What I don't like done to me... I don't need to do to others, and I shouldn't do to others. So here's what Jesus can do. So let's go to the beginning now. He said, in everything, do to others. Okay, so in everything, do. Now, the, the beginning of the statement gives the scope of this mission. So when are we to do good to people? Tell me. What did he say? In everything, do to others. Now, that's pretty inclusive. <laughs> okay, in everything. So, so there, isn't, there aren't times where we used to say, okay, uh, enough. I'm never going to treat you good again. No, no. Jesus said, no, in everything. In everything. Say, boy, I'm sick and tired of being treated. No, no, in everything do to others. See, this is an unheard of statement by the master, by the way. Now, the world at this point in time had heard other people say things like this, but they always couched it in a different phrasing. Look at these. Okay. Confucius said, what you do not want done to yourself, do not do to others. Rabbi Hillel, a great Jewish rabbi, what is hateful to you, do not do to anyone else. This is the whole law. All the rest is only commentary. Now, both those, both those couch this in a negative term. Do not do. Now, to live these out, you can be very passive. I mean, all you have to do is not do something, Right? 
Jesus flips everything upside down, and Jesus did this all the time because he wanted his followers to be different. He wanted us to shine like lights in darkness, right? So he said, you're going to shine like lights in darkness. Here you go. I want you to be active. So he said, in everything I want you to be doing, I want you to do things that are right. I love the master. I love the master. See, all you have to do to fulfill those, those uh, statements there is to not do anything. Jesus said, no, I want you to be doers. And what it means is we need to keep our eyes open. I remember the day I was driving to the airport for a flight to Seattle. Uh, I was a little late getting away. I knew I was going to be close on the flight. And as I pulled out of our driveway, I, I saw a sight I hadn't seen before. I saw a little boy toddling along uh, the street. And then all of a sudden he walked out into the street. And I saw what he was doing. He was chasing those styrofoam peanuts. The wind was blowing them. And he was just chasing them and kept tracking them down, stepping on them. I thought, okay, this doesn't look right. So I stopped my car, got out. And I walked over and said, hey, buddy. Uh, what you doing? And he just looked at me and babbled something. He was about 18 months old, okay? So he, didn't, he couldn't talk to me. So I knew it was no going to be no use to try and get him to, uh, to tell me where he lived. I thought, okay, I've got to catch my flight. But I thought, okay, I can't just leave me, right? So, so I scooped him up. I said, okay, let's go find out where you, where you belong to. So I walked up to a nearby house, knocked on the door, and I said, uh, when, he came, when the parents came to the front door, or the, the gentleman did, he, he looked up, he said, uh, he said, yeah. I said, uh, is, does, this, does he belong to you? And the guy said, no, no. I said, okay. Any idea where he may belong? He looked at him closely. He said, yeah, I think it's the next house up here. I said, okay, all right. So I walked up to that house. Had the, had the young the little boy in my arms, and I knocked on the door, and, and I could see the mom as she approached the, uh, the glass uh, front door. <laughs> and I could see her expression. And it, was a, it wasn't an expression of, Oh, what are you doing? It was an expression of, why do you have my child? And I, she opened the door and said, what are you? I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. I said, I found him walking in the street. She said, oh. And then she turned back and yelled into the household, who left the back door open? And then I handed the boy over. She said, thank you so much. Said, hey, no problem, no problem. And I remember thinking as I pulled away to go to the airport, I would want somebody to do that for my child if he's in that situation. Jesus said in everything, do, do. Folks, it's so easy to become passive. Yes, it's so easy just to do nothing. We see so much stuff going on around us that can be overwhelming at times, can't it? I mean, we have to fight passivity. We can't wait for others or wait for the perfect time. We just need to step in and do. We are called to be people of action. So when we see needs, we follow Jesus' example, we do. We do. Now, who are we to do to? That's the interesting one then. Jesus said, and everything do to who? Others. As you would have them to do you. Now, there's a whole lot of others in the world right? And others are not always easy. I remember, I remember though, one day I was lifting weights. I was uh, on the incline press. I put some weight on there and uh, I uh, dropped it down to my chest and I, and I found out something. I wasn't strong enough to lift it off. <laughs> okay. Now that's not a good place to be, by the way, okay? Not a good place to be at all. And so I'm going, uh, trying to lift the thing off my weight, off my chest. 
And somebody saw me in my predicament. You know what they did? Came over, they put two hands, two fingers under the bar, and up it came. Up it came. I'm sure glad he was there. Let me paint a scenario for you. You're driving through a construction zone. It says merge to the right. So you've merged. And all of a sudden, you see people driving real fast beside you on your left-hand side. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, they're going speeding past you, and you're thinking, well, I know what you're thinking, because you're thinking the same thing I'd be thinking, right? Happened to me the other day on I-65 going down to Indianapolis. And, you know, these people were pulling up. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, they're going to jam the traffic all up. Sure enough, they did. They did. But I got down to the end, and there was a car with a right-hand blinker on. Now, you know what you do in a situation like that, right? You ignore the person, and you look away, right? Right? I mean, that's what you do. No, 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 no. Okay, so I told her, I said, okay, we're going to do the golden rule stuff. And she said, okay. And so I let a little car link come, and then I went like this. Because I thought I needed a good illustration for my message today. Right? No, no, because that's what you do. That's what you do. We do to others what you would want people to do to you. I had a friend who was fired from a church in January of this year. I heard about it, and when I heard about it, I called him. I was on vacation in Southern California, and I reached out to him. And you know why I did that? Because I do to others what I would want done to me. You see, when we do to others what we, what we want done to ourselves, we show people we value them. I read a story about Muhammad Ali one time. He went to visit a couple of prisons one Sunday. The writer asked him, Champ, why are you doing this? And Ali replied, all them people are forgotten. Somebody got to worry about them. One of the prisons was for women. All the inmates were lined up, ooing and eyeing as the champ walked past. And the writer said, there were some really good-looking women there. But he said, Ali, as he passed them, he kissed only the ugly ones. This is what the writer said. And later on, the writer said, why, champ? Why did you only kiss the ugly women? And Ali responded, no one ever kisses them. And now they can remember that Ali kissed them. Now say what you will about ego there. There's plenty of it, okay? (laughs) But it does show what it means to value people, doesn't it? Loving the unlovable. And treating with kindness those who have probably been overlooked all their life. Jesus lived the golden rule. He came to earth from heaven, born as a helpless infant who was cared for by his earthly mother and father. He grew up through all the stages of life that we do. And when the time came, he stepped up and began his public ministry. I want you to think of the way he treated others. His closest followers were those who were not looked on very highly by society at all. Fishermen, tax collectors, those who were involved in political stuff. But he listened to people. He included people. He enjoyed people. He hung out with them. He must have been great, to, a, a joy to be around because people invited him to their house all the time. He welcomed into, into his presence those who had colorful or questionable pasts. He made them feel important and loved. He was always willing to tell a story or laugh with a friend and refused to turn his back on people. He made them feel part of his life and even the smallest child was embraced by the master. 
You see, Jesus set the example for how we are to live and how we are to value others. So if you want to know how to treat others, it's all about ourselves, right? How do we want to be treated? And we get to proactively do for others what we want done for ourselves. So living this way, it puts ourselves in the shoes of other people. It allows us to give others the benefit of the doubt because we all experience times where we're not the most lovable people either. I can testify to that myself. Golden rule living is really the only kind of living that will help us overlook wrongs done to us and keep us doing right toward others even if they don't respond because it comes from here. It doesn't come from our own strength. It comes from the strength of of Jesus' Spirit living through us and in us and empowering us to do what others don't do and to treat others even as they don't deserve to be treated because we've been treated that way by the Father. Yeah, it's a pretty simple statement. In everything, do to others what you want them to do to you. Simple, yes, to say, very complex and difficult to practice. And this may be what you're thinking. Come on, Lance. You don't know the others that are in my life. How can I treat them well? I'll tell you what, guys. I've got others, too. I do. So here's what I want to challenge you to do, though. For one day, I want to challenge you to try and practice the golden rule. Here's here's what you do. Start your day by, before your feet hit the floor, ask God to help you. Hey, Father, today... Help me in everything to do to others what you would want me to, what I'd want done to myself. Just help me for one day to do that, okay? I'm going to try and do that tomorrow, okay? That's going to be my day to do this. So join me in doing that. Try it. See what happens. Proactively do, be doers to others. Now, if it becomes too challenging, ask God to help you for the next hour. Okay? Because it can be challenging. Oh, and it will be challenging. But build others up by what you say. Practice encouragement and helpfulness. Being willing to lend a hand, whatever form it may take, let's do. Let's do. You know, earlier I said that doing this will cause a profound impact on others. I'll tell you what it will really cause a profound impact on. It will cause a profound impact on ourselves as we put this into practice. When I practice this, I'm going to be more understanding. I'm going to be more accommodating. I'm going to be more patient because I know that's the way I'd want to be treated. So my, my, my question is, you know, as, you, as you do this, will you, will you come back next week and tell me stories of what happened? In between church, we've got, we got time in between churches, church services. Tell me. Tell me what happened as you put it into practice. Because I love hearing stories of how Jesus works. So as I close... I want you to remember three body parts to put into action this week. As you try to practice the golden rule, this little nugget of the trail mix we're going to be looking at. Keep your eyes open for opportunities to employ the rule. Have hands that are ready to be extended out to others as you see needs around you. And then have feet that are ready to run forward into helpful opportunities. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy at all. Remember, we're not alone. We're not alone. We're not doing this under our own strength and ability. It's Jesus working through us. But see what happens. Let's see what happens as we practice this beautiful, 
rule of faith, the golden rule. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this church. I thank you that's filled with people who who want to learn more and draw closer to you. We know that as we practice your truths found in the word, we draw closer to you. And I pray that you'll help us this week to practice this truth and to lean into what you want to do in us and through us as we open our eyes to opportunity. So give us faith, give us, uh, give us a willingness to walk and stretch out to practice this as we do to others what we want done to ourselves. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.